1: My name is Christopher Renstrom, and I'm your weekly horoscope columnist here on Astrology Hub. And this week, I wanted to talk to you about the upcoming Sun-Mercury conjunction on November 28th. Now, Mercury, as we all know, is the planet of communication and astrology. It's the planet that really describes the way that we think, The way that we process information and the way that we communicate that information to other people. And you can have 12 ways of thinking and of communicating in astrology because there are 12 signs that Mercury can be in. So, for instance, you can have a conversational Mercury, which is Hello, how are you doing today? It's nice to see you. It's always nice to see you. Always bring a smile to my face. What can I do for you today? That's the conversational Mercury. And then you can have a nonverbal Mercury. And then you can have what we call stenographer mercury. Well, that's interesting that you should say that because that's not exactly what you said at 2.35 p.m. on November 1st. And I strictly remember that on 2.35, November 1st, you voiced an opinion in which you might have thought and then it goes on and on. Okay, so you can have all these different ways that Mercury can behave, all these different ways that Mercury can communicate, all these different ways that Mercury thinks. Uh, it's a relationship to knowledge, opinion, a fun fact, a footnote. These are all going to be ruled by the planet Mercury. Now, when Mercury is in the zodiac sign of Sagittarius, That can be a little adventurous, okay? Because this is what I kind of call the evangelical mercury. This is a mercury that gets very excited and very excitable. Um, It's full of these ideas, and it's full of these opinions, and it really wants to get people super duper excited about them. And it can even sort of race around like a child who's had too much sugar, like too much uh, gumdrops or something like that, and has to work out the sugar high or something like that. so you may experience this week a sudden like surge of excitement or a sudden surge of uh, uh, maybe even a sort of spaz surge where, where things blurt out or you have to do things all of a sudden and you're absolutely irrepressible and that can be a lot of fun but it can also be a little bit much if you're not careful now why would i say such a thing like that well Mercury in Sagittarius can be very very like I have to I have to talk now. I have to speak up right now. I have this opinion that everyone needs to know about now, okay? And and what makes Sagittarius different from the other fire signs is is its zeal, okay? So so Mercury in in Sagittarius as I said could be irrepressible. Um, I'm gonna confess something here. I have my Mercury in Sagittarius. And I was known for doing things like, you know, raising my hand up in school. And the teacher would be like, okay, I just like called on you 15 minutes ago or whatever. I'm gonna call on Billy over here, you know? And so it'd be like, you know, like this. And the teacher would like, okay, Billy, you see the dinosaur up at the chalkboard. Um, What is the name of that dinosaur? Can you name it? And Billy, who was noncommittal would be like, I don't know, a brontosaurus. And I would be like, It's Tyrannosaurus Rex, stupid. So that obviously got me into a lot of trouble. I mean, obviously it didn't put me in good standing with Billy, but that was usually ended up the period of time where I would have to like be asked to leave the room or run a couple of laps around the track or something to sort of work out that extra energy. And so this is what Mercury in Sagittarius does. It has this extra energy where it just has to sort of erupt with with what it has to say because it's just so excitable and just everyone needs to know. And Sagittarius does everything big, and it does it very loud. Um, Mercury in Sagittarius is also um, in its detriment in Sagittarius, okay, meaning its planetary dignity is one of detriment. Mercury wants to be in a sign that it rules, Gemini or Virgo. These are much more cerebral signs, much more um, intellectual types of signs. Whereas when Mercury shows up in a Jupiter uh, sign like uh, Sagittarius or Pisces, it gets a little carried away, it gets a little bit, Carried away. Okay, um, the 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 fish stories grow bigger. Uh, the references become more vague, and particularly Mercury and Sagittarius. I've seen this on a couple of occasions. Can have this kind of like drive-by relationship to commentary. It can be like, well, that's what I think. That's what my opinion is, and you can take it or leave it. And if someone's like, well, I'm not really sure. I'm gonna, I'm just leaving this conversation. Obviously, you know, you're picking around and, and getting into particulars or whatever, and I'm leaving this conversation. And that's very different from Gemini, because Mercury and Gemini is very engaged in the conversation. It's really curious. It really wants to know what the other person has to think. But Mercury and Sagittarius can be a little bit, you know, like, this is beneath me, and I'm over this conversation, and I've moved on to the next idea, and I think you should too. All right. So why is this so important? Why, why, why am I going to be talking to you? Do I want to talk to you about a sun-mercury conjunction in Sagittarius? Well, this sun-mercury conjunction in Sagittarius actually harkens back to the last time that the sun and mercury were conjunct in Libra. And that was on October 10th. And when the sun and mercury were conjunct in Libra on October 10th, at that time, Mercury was retrograde, okay, it was moving backwards in the sky, and it moved past um, the sun. And and that was October 9th. And in fact, the day before, the sun had conjoined Mars, uh, which was in Libra. And then on October 9th, Mars was conjunct Mercury. Now, the sun's not in a great place in Libra. It's said to be in its uh, fall in, 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 in Libra, because it's too you-oriented. It's too what-do-you-think-oriented. The sun needs to be more like me, all about me, you know, involved in a three-way love affair with me, myself, and die. Okay. The sun needs to be me. Okay. And when it's in a zodiac sign of Libra, it's too much you oriented, like what do you think, or what's important to you or, or what matters to you. And so the sun struggles there, but actually comes across in some really wonderful, wonderful ways. Uh, Mars is also in, in in detriment when it's in Libra. So, so what happens to Mars is that Mars doesn't feel like it's allowed to express itself, like it's allowed to speak up when it's traveling through uh, the zodiac sign of Libra. It has to be on its good behavior. I often like to describe Mars and Libra as a tomboy in a Disney princess dress. It just doesn't feel comfortable in uh, wearing such a thing. So with Mercury having turned retrograde and conjoining the Sun and Mars at this time, there's a very good chance on October 8th or October 9th, so you might have to check your calendar here, that something might have been said that uh, caused offense. Okay, uh, you might have said something uh, that 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 caused offense and the other person you were talking to at the time didn't bring it up or someone might have said something to you that caused offense, and you just didn't feel like it was an appropriate situation to go ahead and bring that up. Again, I'm talking about October 8th or October 9th. And so what can happen, because it's a Mercury retrograde, and it's conjunct the sun, so you can't see Mercury in the the sky, what can happen is that this feeling might have become buried, or um, it just might have sort of sunk down into the recesses of, I'm not just going to bring that up, or that's so typical, or happens all the time, or maybe it's my fault for being so sensitive all the time. Time. But it's stayed there. Okay. It hasn't really moved on. It's kind of stayed there. Now, not really like a grudge that it festers or anything like that, but it's just kind of like stayed there. It's kind of stayed there in what we could kind of call a trigger. Okay. It's something that hasn't been addressed. It's something that caused pain either to you or to another party. And it's something in which, you know, maybe some sort of rationalization was made. And I'm just not going to bring this up and, and something along those lines. Okay. Now we're out of retrograde. Nobody's talking about Mercury retrograde anymore. Uh, Mercury's even left its shadow period. But what I've seen with Mercury retrograde with these conjunctions that that happen when it's retrograde and then what conjoins the sun well after the retrograde is this is what I call the um, words come back to haunt you time or your words come back to bite you in the derriere. Okay, either it's your words that come back to haunt you. um, And so this week, you may feel someone confronting you about what was said or bringing it up. Um, in a way that you really are like, wow, you know, I had no idea that that, you know, that that had affected you. Or it may just uh, come out in you, you know. All of a sudden, it just you, you may be triggered. You may all of a sudden just go off on someone about uh, about something and just and 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 again, it's a Mercury in Sagittarius, so it's not a calm discussion that you're gonna. You're just, you know, it's just like, you know. Sagittarius, right? You know, shoot the shoot shoot the arrow and bullseye. You know, so it might come out in a zinger, or it might come out in a one-liner, or it might come out in a barb. You know, barb is a really good word for Mercury and Sagittarius because you get that arrowhead from the Sagittarius, right? So it might come out, and 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 it might be totally unexpected. You might even be um, like, oh my goodness, you know, like, you know, or the other person might be like. Oh my goodness. Oh, you know, and, and so what you what you may find yourself having to deal with this week is accountability and an apology. Okay, two things um, that don't necessarily rest well with Mercury and Sagittarius, and two things that can be kind of awkward um, to talk about. Now, having been born and raised and lived my entire life with Mercury retrograde in my horoscope, I've gotten pretty good at apologizing. No, not. And I want to talk to you about that, apologizing, as in owning up, as in saying, wow, I'm sorry, I messed up, okay. And this is something that's really, really important. And it's something that, that we're not too good at in society. I'm not even saying I'm that good at it. Okay. I mean, but I've, I've, I've been making a point of working at it for a number of years, because when you have a Mercury and Sagittarius boy, do you have foot in the mouth disease? Okay. So, so, so you work at it, but, but the thing is, you may find yourself in a situation where you may have to apologize and, um, and, and I would strongly recommend and support you in apologizing in those three simple words, I am sorry. Okay, and it's very important that it be a real apology, and not one of those fake apologies that passes for an apology these days. Okay, you can't say something like, I'm sorry that you feel that way. Okay, that's not an apology. Can you, like, can you hear the difference? I'm sorry, I'm really sorry that that happened. And I'm sorry that you feel that way. Hear it? that's not an apology. That's a putting it off on the other person. Or what's another famous one? Um, um, Yeah. (laughs) I'm sorry if I said something that offended you. (laughs) That is so pathetic. Okay, when someone says, I'm sorry that I said something that offended you. It's like, why don't you just try apologizing? Like, like, like you took something that was bad and made it worse with Offended you. Okay. So, so this is the thing that you want to practice. If, if, if someone is like, mm, I've been upset since October, whatever, I'm sorry. And then you, you, you be there for that person, you know, and, and, and it's all about saying, I'm sorry to the person and seeing where that person is and they're in their, in their headspace and in their heart space. You, you be there for the person. It's not about you. It's about the person who had been offended. That's why you're saying, I'm sorry. You're making amends. You're trying to make things better. Now, Let's say you're on the flip end of that. You're receiving the apology, okay? Receiving the apology doesn't mean that you get to go. Okay, good. I'm glad you're sorry for that. Or you were a real creep. Or that was really enough. It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't give you permission to just like. T- it out on the other person okay you need to be just as gracious in the reception of the apology as the person is in making it okay it's 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 you know you no one's asking you to forgive okay Uh, so if someone says i'm sorry they're not asking you to forgive okay you can take as long as you need to take to forgive But when someone apologizes and shows vulnerability, doesn't mean that you get to verbally beat them when they're down, okay? You need to be just as um, gracious in accepting accepting that, because what the person is doing is that they've lost face, okay, Um, in that moment. They feel really, really bad. So you need to sort of help them save the face. And that comes with the uh, politeness of of the accepting of an apology. And again, what I really want to point out here is this is just about apologizing and making amends. Whatever the process is of forgiveness, that's a separate thing. That might take place in a couple of days. That might take place in a couple of decades. But that exchange of I'm sorry, okay, and the accepting of I'm sorry is something that really allows all of us to you know, get along with each other on the planet, we're going to do things that are going to hurt people's feelings, or that are going to be out of line. So an apology should not be that difficult a a, a duty to do to your fellow human being. It's what allows us to, you know, accept what happened, and to move on in whatever way that we choose.
0: Hey there, it's Amanda here, the founder of Astrology Hub. And I'd like to invite you to join me and 12 top astrologers for our sixth annual free 2022 forecast panel event happening this December 8th and 9th. And with the USA's Pluto return, the nodal access shift, the Jupiter Neptune conjunction in Pisces, and some other really key transits happening next year, it would be ideal to get the astrological weather forecast early so you can be prepared for what's ahead. You'll hear expert astrological insights from astrologers like Achuta Bava, Adam Summer, Stormy Grace, Gary Caton, Michael Bryan, Christopher Renstrom, Jen Zart, and more. The event is free and will be taking place on December 8th and 9th, 2021. If you can't join us live or for the full event, make sure you register so we know to send you the limited time recordings. To reserve your spot, register today at astrologyhub.com slash forecast panel. We hope to see you there.